Welcome to another episode of PropCast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shinobala and Bimbala Osaige. Hi, Bim. Hi, Dami. How's it going? Good, thank you. It's been a, it's been a few weeks. You've been a busy girl. <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> no, I've been busy. Doing good stuff. Yeah, it's good. Excellent. Happy to be able to podcast again. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, we've got we've got a few uh, we've got a few guests lined up, haven't we? Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, so today we've got um, a, a very special guest uh, with us. He's all the way from Lagos, Nigeria. He goes by the name of Noah Ibrahim, and he is uh, he's a CEO of um, Novrick Homes and Properties Limited, based in Lagos, Nigeria. And uh, really looking forward to our conversation with Noah and uh, getting to know about him and and his company. So, Noah, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dami. Thank you, Bimbo. Thank you, Noah, for joining. You, you, I don't think he introduced you really well, because I'm looking at your bio, I'm like, this is a big man. You know, we're based in the UK, right? So, you know, when you talk about development, this is real stuff. In Nigeria, everybody's paying with cash, you know, so please introduce the man well. <laughs> I mean, he did well. He did well. Can I come in now? Yeah, tell us, tell us about yourself, Noah. Oh, since uh, uh, since Bimbala said that, I didn't do a good job of introducing <laughs> you. <laughs> Please uh, let our audience know uh, who the main man Noah is. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Noah Ibrahim. I'm the current MDC of Novarik Homes and Properties Limited. Uh, we're a real estate development firm here based in Lagos, Nigeria. We're into property development, joint venture, and facility management. We're also into sales and marketing of properties. Novaricums was incorporated in uh, 2018. Um, it came out of um, some thoughts about how to you know, add value to the industry. right? And uh, I looked at the factors affecting the real estate industry. From the outside, things like um, access to good infrastructure, um, power, and you know several other things. So I chose the pa- I chose power because it, it's like the lowest hanging fruit. So Novarikums is about um, leveraging renewable energy with real estate, right? Um, even though there hasn't been much advancement in that industry, but we're expecting um, it to improve. So um, most of all our properties are going to have um, some sort of renewable energy in it. I mean, if you look at the dilapidated state of our power here in Nigeria, you'll see the need for it. So um, all our properties, all our estates, we're we're more like creating a platform to harness opportunities um, in renewable energy. Uh, So this, we believe, you know, will make, you know, life easier uh, for people, basically. So um, up to date, we have... uh, uh, three estates, three landed properties, um, two in Ibejuleki, one in Ekwe. Right now, um, we've, uh, we started construction of the first uh, building project. That's the Ruby apartment, uh, solar apartment. Uh, we started in uh, 20, uh, last year, basically, 2020, June last year. 
and we're almost at the finishing stages. We should be delivering them by um, July this year. Uh, okay, two days ago, I also launched two building projects. That's the uh, Ruby Terraces 2 and 3. Um, out of uh, demand from our diaspora clients who you know, are asking for family homes that they want to live in. We actually started the Ruby Apartments 1, which is a one- and two-bedroom apartment um, for the uh, clients in the diaspora who are looking to you know, have some sort of investment down here, right? Because uh, you know, they come here only during the festivities. So, you know, and the short let is the biggest thing happening right now. And uh, most one-bedrooms and two-bedroom apartments are um have been used for short lets basically so we we started that and more than 70 percent of our subscribers are from the diaspora so we decided to launch the ruby 2 and the ruby 3 terraces semi-detached duplexes and um detached duplex at the moment right now our ruby 2 projects we have just two units left uh two uh, two has been sold um our ruby 3 projects are semi-detached is sold out and we haven't even hit the ground so I mean, um, we just broke ground uh, two days ago, April 20. So um, the idea is to continuously create um, investment opportunities for Nigerians. And I, I've been measuring Nigerians in diaspora since. Why? Because this is more like the best time for them to come in, right? So the Naira is, you know, very much devalued, which is not a good thing. But I mean, business. It's a great thing. It's a great thing, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> For those of pounds, sterling, or dollars. dollars, Yeah, so, you know, um, this is the best time for them to come in. And um, even with the pandemic, you still find people buying here. And I I say there's some sort of equilibrium in the industry right now. And the reason why I say that is because, so because of the inflation level in the country, right, people's buying power has gone low, right? And uh, they're, they're, I won't say they are unable to buy, but you know you don't have a lot of people, a lot of Nigerians in Nigeria buying. That's I'm talking of normal people, not the ones that you know have found a way to accumulate wealth in you know some type of way. I'm talking about the the average Nigerian, right? So they'd rather rent, right, um, and wait it out to see what you know the economy is going to be like, whether it's going to pick up, right? Maybe change of power in 2023 and things like that. So you find that we have a very thriving renters market, which means that some people have to be buying, right? So the people in the diaspora are more like the buyer's market for the uh, Nigeria real estate sector, bringing in uh, foreign funds. And then there's a ready renter's market. So there's equilibrium, right? And but that's majorly in the in the residential section, right? If you look at uh, the um, the retail section, it's, you know, uh, the, the COVID-19 pandemic hit them really hard, right? Because people, you know, would rather shop online you know, and get stuff delivered to their houses. And also the lifestyle um, section, that's the uh, the hoteliers. And co- in fact, currently right now, we're trying to broker a deal with uh, GT Bank to purchase one of one of the, you know, biggest hotel around, around the airports, going for about 5 billion there. So we're looking to purchase it and, you know, convert it into um, short-let apartments because people are ready to buy it, right? People would rather... Um, Right now, clubs and co are just, you know, trying to come back up, but, you know, the sky is still there. And people would rather just have, you know, home parties, right, uh, with people that they know, you know. So the, the short-led market is one that is thriving and is, you know, still in uh, market share from hotel. 
Um, on the industrial angle, we haven't really we haven't done anything in that angle, but we're currently looking to go into commercial real estate, right? By building um, shops, uh, block of shops, uh, you know, key clamps for the um, for the low for the people, who, the pepper sellers and co, and also lock up shops for you know uh, small uh, businesses. It's something that um, thrives. So the lock up shop serves as mini warehouses, right? So even when people have to sell online, you know, they want to have a place to keep um, their um, their stuff, right? So um, industrial real estate warehousing is something that is thriving to, you know, very much with the whole e-commerce thing going on. A lot of people bring things in and, you know, they want to lock it up somewhere. So that's like, you know, um, an intro to what we do and what the industry is like. Wow, no. There's no way I could have done justice to that, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fantastic. So how did you, How? what's your story and background? Like, how did you get started? What's your story? How did you get into property? And, you know, how did you kind of, um, I think you've already had um, some some success in, in, in your past endeavours or in the previous projects you've had. So how did you, how did you get on the journey and, um, and what, what's brought you to where you are today? We want to know. We want to know. Okay, so um, allow me to say this first, that I'm just uh, a pure product of grace, right? Very important. Because, um, I mean, you will think I don't deserve either where I am today. But, I mean, I have some uh, level of hard work, you know, and consistency. But I think it's all about grace. So, yeah. So, um, I studied mechanical engineering from Obafemi Aolo University. Right. I always wanted to be an automobile engineer, <laughs> but somehow it was just too complicated. Um, but I've always had eyes for business, right? Um, you know, right from my young age, selling Pepe with my grandma and all of that, right? Um, before I entered school, uh, while I was doing my Cambridge A-levels, um, uh, I think there was a day I asked my dad for money and he just shouted at me. I think he was really frustrated. He didn't have fun. So. And, you know, I hated asking for money, so... I just decided, okay, I think I'm going to swing this on my own. So, you know, I was doing uh, school with, you know, rich kids and all, you know. I didn't I didn't come from a very rich home and all, but my pops just want to give me the opportunity to, you know, <clears throat> be able to align with uh, my, my, my mates. So um, I decided to start selling mobile phones, right? I'll go to, I'll go to the secondhand market and start... Um, um, go and buy used phones and come and sell it in school. So that's how I really started business. Back in school, when I entered the e-fair, you know, I started um, a fashion line, right? I started doing customized shirts for, you know, for students, final year, um, graduation, clothes and also, you know, I was making some money, right? So after, uh, before I finished school, I started my footwear business. So I used to come all the way from e-fair, you know, <laughs> to... Um, it do more here, buy belts, buy shoes, and you know, stuff like that. So, when I finished school, um, something very interesting happened. I, I, I knew that you know, people on the outside are quite matured, right? They won't, they might not necessarily want to buy printed clothes. So, I was looking for you know what I was going to do. So, I didn't have a job. Um, I was squatting with one of my friends, and he was like, Okay, let's go to the popular Katangura market. Right, where they sell secondhand clothes, all these London used uh, shirts and shoes and all. So we started, so that was where I started in Lagos, right? So, you know, we buy shirts 1,000 naira, 
buy shoes, you know, 1,000 naira, use soap and water to wash it in the morning and all. I mean, this was just <laughs> about three, uh, three, three, four, four, three, four years ago. <clears throat> Before I didn't even know I was going to be in real estate, really. But for me, I always just wanted to be somewhere I can add value, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my belief, my personal belief is that my money is in the hands of other people and I have to work to get it. So I have to give them value for them to give me money. That's like my understanding. So I'm not the type to be seen where, you know, I, um, I just want to, yeah, sometimes you want to do little, you know, and earn much, but I want to you know, earn whatever comes to me, right, basically, by giving people value. You know, so started from Katangwa Markets, sold secondhand shoes. Then I met someone who said, oh, I have a party next weekend. And there's this green shoe. That was the first time I was, you know, going to see a green shoe, right? Someone's going to ask me for a green shoe. Like, I can't get this in the markets. Can you make it? And, you know, my entrepreneur instinct just told me, yeah, I can do it, right? So I told him I could do it. I asked me for the price. Um, I said, I'm going to get back to him. So I asked my friend, where do they make shoes in Lagos? So he directed me to the popular Way Street. There's a place called Way Street in Moshi. That's where, that's like the home of leather works, right? Mm. So I went there for the first time, you know, um, contracted a cobbler to make a shoe for me. And he told me the shoe, he told me uh, you can make it for 5,000. I negotiated to uh, 4,000. Right. And I told my clients it's going for 10,000. My client negotiated to 8,000. So I was going to make around 100%. Right. So, and that was how I started. So I went to Google, downloaded, you know, um, very nice shoe designs and started sending it. Then we're using Blackberry now. So just sending it up and down and all that. And I started getting people, you know, getting interested. So people, people wanted shoes, right? There was a, there was, there was a market for the shoes. Because they couldn't find it in the normal um, uh, Idumata market, right? Or in the stores. Like, they wanted something different. You know, they wanted their initials on it. You know, they, they want to do a wedding. You want to go for uh, an event, you know, and things like that. So, that was how I started. While doing shoes, you know, um, within a year, I had a factory. I had over 20 workers. I was quite young, but, you know, people took advantage of that, right? And soon, the business ran down. But... You know, I was still keen, right? So I met um, more like a, an uncle, someone who introduced introduced me to real estate. He's a, he's a top salesman at uh, Greenedin's Homes, Party Morgan Holdings. So you know, we're going to sell. The first thing he told me was, "Noah, can you sell what you have not seen?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can sell it." But the first question I asked was, "Are people buying it?" He says, "Yes, people are buying it. They're paying for it, but you have to be able to, you know, convince them to buy." It. Hey, boss, if you can't do it, I can't do it too. I said, okay. And then uh, I came through, started trying to sell. Unfortunately for me, you see, I learned there that I didn't have the right network, right? I didn't have the right um, network of people who could afford that property, you know, within my, within my reach. So I tried, I kept struggling. I remember one time I went to LinkedIn. I searched for all the uh, senior executives in GT Bank, I wrote down their names and I started going into every GT bank in Victoria Island and I was looking for them. And then when I get to the, um, uh, to the security side, they said, uh, I do, do you have an appointment? I said, uh, uh, not really, but you know, I'm sure he or she, you know, um, wants to hear what I have to say. So they give me this form to fill, right. About um, my name, uh, my address and um, what I'm, 
what I want to see them for. So where uh, the area where I have to write what I want to see them for, and I put something like, you know, I have the best real estate investment deal, you know, in, uh, I think that was about uh, 2017. I had the best real estate deal and you, you, would, you won't like to miss it. So most of the time, you know, I get them to call me in, put me in the meeting room and, you know, these guys just start looking at me like, I start giving them the ideas, you know, um, uh, what I'm selling and things like that. So that was how I started to build my network. But I didn't sell, right? So it was really tough for me. So um, I now got one of my friends introduced me to selling properties in Ibejuleki. So I started selling, you know, affordable properties. So with a property of like 500,000, you know, I, ha- I still had, you know, few people around me that could afford that. But at Palton Morgan Holdings, right, a one bedroom was being for 36 million. Right, a two-bedroom was in for 80 million. So I didn't have the right set of people. So that was how I started. I started as a consultant, started selling properties for different developers. I won several awards, right, uh, as a salesperson. Then I just sat down and I'm like, okay, I think I can do this development thing too. You know, how can I come in? Right? What can I what, what's gonna differentiate me basically? So, you know, that was how you know I came about um Novark Homes. Um, building greener communities. Our vision is to build greener communities for people to live in, you know, um, uh, real estate uh, with renewable energy, right? So people come and ask, hey, but how can you build houses with solar? It's not reliable. It's not this, it's not that. I'm like, okay, right. So when they say property is green, right? Uh, it doesn't have to be 100% green, right? It means that you have some, um, some sense of green in it. Right, maybe in um, um, material savings, water savings, energy savings, right? You know, so I just thought to myself, okay, I can create a platform that in the next 10 years, right, we'll be able to harness these opportunities here, right? So our estates, right, uh, we're still currently selling land. We have plans to, you know, start infrastructure and, you know, uh, lay, lay cables, you know, um, I have partnerships with um, renewable energy solutions providers that, you know, will make the renewable energy um, solutions affordable for our subscribers, right? They can pay over a very long period of time, you know, just, I believe that these properties in these areas, in another five to 10 years, right? The whole place must have developed well, right? And with the kind of foundation that we've laid, we'll be able to harness the, uh, the opportunities uh, in renewable energy, you know, so we're expecting that the, in, the renewable energy industry is going to advance, just like the, the computer industry advanced from the supercomputers to the ones to our mobile phones right now, right? Yeah. So we're believing that, yeah, um, you wouldn't have to use all the large batteries and call in another five to 10 years. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're banking on that. And a lot has been happening in, in that space. Now, another thing that we're looking to do, in fact, we have uh, made deposits for it, Right, so nobody comes will be, yeah, the first company to bring in the first 3D house printing technology into Nigeria, right? So we're developers, we have properties, but one very sad thing, right, is the fact that, and it's not our fault, our fault as developers, right? Most of these properties are not, I won't say they're not affordable, right, but they're for the average Nigerian, you know, it's it's going to be a bit tough for them to to be able to buy, right? Because of the price range. I have to be honest here, right? Um, yeah, people in the diaspora might be able to afford, but Nigerians here in Nigeria, 
right? They need affordable real estate. And of course, we developers can't do it alone. We have to do it through public-private uh, partnerships, right? Which is also not easy to get due to the level of bureaucracy in the country. But I mean, we, we have to start doing something about it. We have millions of uh, uh, deficits in, in, in housing in Nigeria. And to top it up, everybody wants to stay in Lagos. I, I was on a radio show um, about a week ago and, you know, someone called in and was like, oh, okay, so if I have 50,000 air, if I earn 50,000 air monthly, how can I own a property? Mm. Ah, you know, that was, that was tough. I'm like, okay, right. There's still areas where you can get land for as low as maybe 400,000. In fact, our cheapest uh, property, uh, a half plot, a 300 square meters at a property at our estate network is 750,000 naira, right? So Novericums has been, you know, trying to do things uh, to, to accommodate, you know, people, right? There was a time we did a Novarik 30 under 30 scheme where we, you know, we just opened the scheme for a short time and allowed people to purchase property on um, a very long-term payment plan by paying about 25,000 naira every month. We still have people till today who still pay that token in and then we've secured their land for them. It's there in the estates. When they complete it, they own it. So opportunities like that. So, but I was like, um, Lagos is not the only place where you can buy property. I tell people anywhere, right? If you have a hold on the place, if you maybe you have someone there or it's easily accessible for you, you can buy. There's Ogun State, there's Oyo State. You know, there are a lot of all the spaces that you can actually own property. But of course, everyone wants to, come to Lagos, you know, the Nigerian dream is, is the Lagos dream to actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to, to be in Lagos. So that's the idea. So um, we decided to come up with the whole 3D house printing technolo- technology, right? Uh, because it's, um, it saves time of construction. You can build a house within 72 hours because um, what takes time is the construction and cost. So the machine, you know, reduces that, uh, that time. Um, increases efficiency, reduces waste, um, right? And then- so you've you've actually got a you've actually got a three D printing a, a free a home three D printing machine that that will print yeah. homes yeah. in so, effect. Yeah, so we've we've uh, made a deposit from the the Spanish company who's going to build it. It's going to take about six months to to build and then mm. ship down here. So you know, I met. Commissioner for housing regarding this, and they're like, ah, they're they're open to to eat. You know, they could give us land. You know, but we're planning to start that at um, Anova Gardens Estate at Ekwe. Yeah, this thing is gonna you know take some time, maybe about six months. Um, you know, um, Nigerians, you know, we're sentimental people, right? So, uh, we I know we're gonna have some um, roadblocks re- regarding you know living in it. 3D house and all, you know, because we're already used to the, the standard way of building. But I mean, we're prepared for it. If we can take our time, right? We're not going anywhere. Um, one year, two years, three years, we believe mm-hmm. that we can be able to create that opportunity for the for the average Nigerian, you know, to be able to own a property. Someone okay. someone told me something. Sorry, someone so- told me something, um, uh, you know, about, uh, I think, about four months ago. She said, um, I think she's, she's about 60, late 50s, 60 years, sort of. Um, she's like, she, she was in Lagos for over 30 years. She, she's a, um, a, a government um, official, a government worker. And when she was leaving back to a village, you know, she looked back and 
she she felt really terrible that she could not over 30 years she could not you know own a property you know that touched me right why because i mean if you look at how much she earned she earned i think about 35 40000 naira per month i think it later improved but you know inflation everything the price i mean the price of food alone is taking the cost of food alone is taking you know a major part of your <clears throat> your earnings right no light you know you, you have children you have to send to school you know things like that so these are things that you know um inform that decision to to take that leap right to look into how we can build affordable housing in time right the time is also very important as well and then we're looking to last with the uh, the the mortgage the federal mortgage operators here right to see how um you know we can we can collaborate with them to to create mortgage opportunities for um for, for nigerians basically so that's so that's what we have on thank you so much thanks for that you are i have to tell you you are definitely a salesman <laughs> you are fantastic at sales um yeah because we started to wanted to find out a bit more about how you started and somewhere the conversation has gone back come back to the actual product so thank you thanks for telling us how you started i can like literally i'm so wild by your story uh this is certainly uh, an example of you know hard work ambition determination and just just working really and you know we can see that happen. thank you for sharing that now one thing to note is so our listeners here in the UK are people that are interested in investing in property, people that want to know more about how they can invest their money and how it works and so on and so forth. And of course, this same people, well, well a portion of our listeners, I would say are um, Africans in diaspora who would be very much keen to know a lot more about what you've just talked about. Um, and one of the things here in the world, one of the amazing things about um, and the advantage of getting into property in the in the Western world is, you know, the affordability. People are able to afford to get a mortgage. They are able to afford to pay. They, you know, they can own. They don't have to work for so many years before they can put money together. And I know you started to talk about that um, in terms of partnering with the mortgage um, and so on and so forth. And you talked a lot about affordability. So now my question is. And I'm asking this question as a, a Nigerian myself in diaspora. If I want to invest in any of the stuff that you, the Novarik homes are doing, how is it possible for an investor from abroad to invest in what you're doing over there? You know, what, what are, the, are the easy steps to doing that? Or does it have to be all cash in? Okay. Uh, thank you for that. So um, looking at that product, right? Um, I think the, the the fastest selling one, the the one that we have a lot of people coming to uh, to buy is our um, our building projects, right? So, um, our apartments, a one and two bedroom apartments. Um, the reason for that is just that you know they're not here. Most Nigerians in diaspora, most uh, the people in the diaspora, you know, just want to have something here that when they come for festivities, they can just stay and go back while the property is making money for them so i'll give you an example of our one bedroom apartment um my one be bedroom apartment was going for 24 million naira um as at uh, january right right now it's currently selling for uh, 28 million 
No, um, what is the equivalent? Do you know what the equivalent of that is in like dollars or, or pounds? Okay, um, let me let me just do that. So in dollars, um, twenty-eight million. Forty-two k here in the UK. Okay, it's about uh, fifty-seven sort of using okay. four eight five as change rate. Okay, so that's like fifty-seven k um, dollars, right? So I did a, I did a calculation for most of the people who have invested with us, and you know they really saw it as something viable, right? Um, so with a one bedroom apartment, if you furnish it, right, and you put it up for short lets. And the sweet thing here is Novary Homes handles the uh, management of the property for you and also manages the rent, renting out of the property for you. So you don't really have to do anything per se. So you just, you know, keep getting your returns on investments, maybe on a, uh, every six months or even quarterly, right? So um, we're looking at a minimum occupancy rate of 40%, right? That's like the lowest of the low. On the average, people uh, people get up to 55, 60%. In very, you know, top shot areas, you still get up to 70, 80% because of the, you know, the whole buzz around um, um, short-led properties. So let's look at just 40% minimum, right, to... Uh, to go home with something, right? So 40% of um, 365 days is about 146 nights, right? So we're saying 146 nights out of 365, your units will be occupied, right? So um, for the one bedroom, the one bedroom still goes for an average of 25 to 30,000 naira um, per night. 30,000 naira per night is 485. So that's about $60 per night, right? So for um, 146 nights times 25,000 naira, 146 nights. So that's about um, 3,650,000 naira on a minimum um, per annum, basically, right? So that means for 146 nights, right? This is what you earn, which means that you still have about uh, 365 minus 146 nights, minus 146 nights. So you still have 219 nights, you know, um, unused, right? So if you, you can get over 3 millionaire per annum on your one bedroom apartment, 10% uh, of your 28 million is uh, 2.8 millionaire. So if you're going to average about 10% per annum, right, I think that's good real estate. And then your property keeps appreciating. So it's something that you can run for five years and, you know, set it off or use it as a collateral, right, um, to purchase another property. So for the uh, serial real estate investors, that's what you do, right? You start with an apartment, run it for, you know, uh, one, two, three years, you know, um, and then use it as a collateral to, um, get funds to purchase another one, right? While, you know, the proceeds from there, they're using to uh, do the whole finance. So the one beds, the two bedrooms, the two bedrooms, you can make up to 4.55 million air from it, right? Based on the the, the rental um, income that you can get from it per night, right? So, and these are all pessimistic values, right? Low values. That's, you know, um, the hot, uh, the hot times um, that's during the festivities and all you you yeah. can even get you can even get more so that's like the 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 the, the closest things for the people who have the you know tens of millions to invest now for people who 
um, don't have that much to invest, you know, who have uh, maybe a millionaire. How much is a millionaire? A millionaire is just divided by 485. So that's about 2,000 US dollars and co, right? So we advise them to um, invest in land, basically, make a purchase of land. Uh, you know, there's this news about um, how Lucky Face One was about uh, 20 years ago, 18, 20 years ago, was still selling for 3 million era, 2 million era, 5 million era, and all. Uh, right now, a plot of land in Lucky Face One is over 100 million, right? By the time you do the calculation, you, I mean, you'll be averaging over 100% on an annual basis and their stability, right? So all of these areas in Bejuleki, you know, um, you have government focus there. You have, you know, major projects there, which means that in time, right, um, the place is going to develop. So you don't want to get there and buy from um, a third or fourth generation um, markets. It's good to go in early. So, you know, you can buy into, into any of our estates, hold it, right, and then resell it. You can, if you buy more than one, you can resell the other ones, you know, to be able to develop yours. Right. And even if you don't want to live there, you can do joint ventures. So that's what people do here, like if it's one now. They don't lift a finger. You have one plot of land. You don't even need to move. Right. So developers will just come and meet you, you know, and they, they build duplexes and they give you one or two. You know, you have a very good sharing ratio and you go home with with, with something really good. So um do select the the, the options. Uh, for people. We're also coming up with something in Novarik Homes called Greenvest. So we we will all want to constantly reduce the barrier to entry to this investment, right? So we did that in our Ruby apartment. So uh, we called out to um, some groups of people, right? And about 10 people make made a purchase for one unit. So we we, we broke down the, the, the units into slots, right? The unit price into slots. So 28 million era, 10 people came up with 2.8 millionaire each, right? And they bought the um, the apartment. So Novarek Homes is going to manage it for them and then share their proceeds. So they own 10% stake in the, in the property, right? So we run it and everyone gets their own share on an annual basis. So if anybody wants out, you know, we, we try to remarket it, you know, at an appreciated value, right? So it's more like you can buy and sell your real estate stock basically and it's and funny thing we sold out two units using that um strategy and we've been having a lot of people you know calling that you know they want to do stuff like that so we're coming up with a platform called greenvest so greenvest is a is a small tech platform for you to be able to um crowdfund or co-invest in real estate and then you'll be able to monitor your um, investment so you can actually have 10 millionaire and invest um two millionaire in a property in ekoyi two millionaire in a property in leki two millionaire in a property in the mainland you know and then be able to see your so you can spread your risk you know and then um see how your investment is going and then you start getting proceeds and as the value of the property appreciates of course the, the the value of your stock, your own stake in the in the in the project appreciates too. Appreciate, well. yeah. So just for the benefit of our listeners, ten million naira roughly at a rate of um a conversion rate of five hundred naira to the pound yeah. is about twenty thousand pounds. So just yeah. to kind of put that in context for for our listeners here in the UK, which which is which is a very reasonable amount in terms of investing. So Noah, and um, one of the things that I want to ask you to answer is that you know a lot of times uh, we've had many stories of people being burnt from uh, you know in the diaspora in terms of they invest back home 
And um, for one reason or the other, we won't go too much into that. Um, their their money ends up in a black hole, and um, you know, so and because of that, a lot of people kind of stay away from um, investing uh, overseas. So how how can you talk to our audience about you know safety, security of investments, and uh, you know how you overcome those those questions from your investors that you've that you've dealt with so far? Yeah. So yeah, thank you. So that's one of the uh, setbacks for people in the diaspora, right? Um, so uh, first things first, you, I used to advise clients, you know, you don't just buy from, you know, anyone, right? One of the things, one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is, and it's, well, I don't know, when I say it's a mistake, I mean, they don't have a choice, right? Um, you, all, you have to have someone to trust, right? So maybe you have family members here, who, you know, have their own personal interests, right? Uh, and you you trust them to be able to look out for good investments for you and, you know, they put their own um, uh, their own interests first, right? And FPCK or something they can handle. So the first thing is to actually buy, buy from credible developers. So it's very necessary to do research. And, you know, I tell people, don't buy from anyone you can't see online. Right, anyone you can really get anything tangible on what they've been doing, you know, you know what they've done online. That's the first, um, you know, um, red flag basically. Right now, um, do your research online. Um, get your people down here to go do research. Go go check the properties to try and possibly talk to the owner of the company. Anytime you want to buy. So that's one th- one very um, um, good thing to do, right? Talk to the, you know, the maybe the managers or the directors and no, don't just, you know, um, sit down, sit on the word of the agents, right? Or just salespeople, right? Try and understand the vision. Try Because you find out that there are a lot of estates, right? Around the Ibejuleki access, right? That uh They've been around for more than eight years, 10 years, and, you know, nothing has been done. And if at all, if nothing has been done, right, there's no plans of doing anything, mm. right? So you really have to know what the vision is like, what, what, the, what they plan to do. Of course, real estate development takes time, honestly, right? From um, title perfection to um, starting uh, infrastructure. And for the fact that, you know, most of those areas are quite a distance, uh, a distance away, right? People would just want to wait for the whole place to appreciate. So um, for us, I mean, it's in the documentation that you get, you know, running by your lawyers and be sure that um, you're, well, um, you're well covered, right? The vision of the company, what they're planning to achieve, right? Are they people who just want to sell land, you know, and just go to sleep? Or are they people who have, you know, innovative ideas or who are quite credible? Are they people that when you ask for, you know, or you check in the lands real, you'll be able to find, um, some sort of you know information uh, regarding them, right? So these are things that people you know should uh, should uh, look out for too as well. And I mean, for most people, from time to time, you know, come home and come and see what your um, your investment is like. So um, it, th- this is not to say that properties that don't have a C or four are not g- uh, good to buy, right? Mm. It's 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 you know, 
if all properties were perfectly titled, then there'll be no reason for uh, title perfection in the first place, yeah. right? Which means that, you know, there's a process. But I mean, if you're going to buy, you have to properly do your search. So, you know, consult a lawyer. It's very, very important. I even tell my clients, right? Consult a lawyer who's going to take a surveyor down to site because we've had people, uh, they give them a document and then it doesn't match the the the, the property on, on land, right? Mm. So you... You need um, a lawyer and you need a surveyor. But I mean, once you can get a lawyer, a lawyer can help you, you know, get a surveyor and please pay for it, right? Don't mind if you're going to spend, if you're going to buy land for, let me, let me give an example. You're going to buy land for, what's $2 million again? Divided by four. Uh, that's 40,000 based on, I think, 1 million being 20,000. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you buy something that much, I don't think it would be bad to spend the, uh, a hundred thousand there to do search, right? You'd rather lose a hundred thousand than um, lose that uh, much money. And now, so you know, a lot of people just want to bank on their family members. Uh, okay, uh, my sister has seen it. Yeah, I mean, it's good for us developers. We get the money and all, but I think people should, um, you know, try and take responsibility and do the due diligence. Yeah, and do the due diligence and buy yeah. from a credible um real estate firm right so the credibility yeah it's it's relative and all but i mean your, your guts i believe everyone's guts can you know tell them after having tangible facts uh, in front of them so i think the research is is like the 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 the, the, the due diligence is like the most important thing for um for uh people in the diaspora because they're not here physically yeah. right uh, and then they shouldn't go for too good to be true offers. So someone is offering you land and is offering you one for free. I tell people, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a developer, but I've never done something like that before. I've seen people do it, right? But you see, land in Lagos is too valuable, even if it is in the bush, mm. right? It's too... I mean, well, maybe people can win land. I mean, we do stuff like that. You know, you get to yeah, win land based on, you know, uh, some kind of promotions and all. Um, but, you know, just just check out for. If you see, if you see um, offers that are too good to be true, you know, uh, buy six, get two free, buy, you know, some kind of offers, right? You, you, you start asking questions, right, regarding the, um, the credibility. I'm not saying you shouldn't take offers for RAM, you know, um, oil and all the other things that, that, you know, that people push. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's nice. But I think you should just, you know, be wary of offers that are too good to be true, you know, uh, because you just want to save money, you know, and all. Right. So these are things that, you know, they should, people should, that want to invest in Nigeria should look for. But the credibility of the real estate firm comes first. Uh, and I think the people should buy from developers, buy from real estate firms than just buy from someone who um, just knows somebody who has some land that is very cheap somewhere, yeah, right? There's, there's a higher chance that you get to lose your investment. So you should buy from people you can have a hold on. For companies that are always out there, no one wants negative um, um, publicity. No one wants um, to be called out, especially these days where once you have a, a client that is not okay with your service, you can go to Instablog or go to Tinder Not or go somewhere and just mm. post it. That's all. So, you, this, uh, so every 
top level developer looks to manage you know all those things so you want to be with someone who has something to lose you want to be with yeah basically that's that's actually a good one someone that has something to lose (laughs) yeah i'm definitely one of the people that invested in nigeria so many months back and lost all my money (laughs) Ah, i didn't even know that really how did you how did you how did that happen well, to be fair, um, it was, in fact, I, I would, I, I, I say to myself, I probably had way too much money at the time that I didn't really, <laughs> I wasn't too particular about doing, doing due diligence. Um, a friend told me about an opportunity in Abuja. Um, and I didn't really ask much question. I was just happy to, like I said, I, I obviously had way too much money and, um, didn't ask too many questions and, um, we invested and we didn't even get all the paperwork. And then my husband, was shuttling back and forth at the time, but his interest, I mean, he was there for something else. So we didn't really pay too much attention to our investment. So who knows? Maybe it's actually still there. Who knows? Maybe it's not. It's just that we just never paid too much attention to it. So I, and yeah. Okay. So, but I think that's just down to lack of due diligence. So, cause I, I tell people now, like it should be almost impossible for you to lose money like that, because if you ask the right questions, do your due diligence, you know, find the right, go through the right channel, then you, your, your, the, the risk of you losing money should be very minimal. Um, but if people don't, then yeah, it's a very foolish thing. This is even the best time to buy a property. See, you can call anybody out at any time, and mm. people are scared of it. Honestly, I can tell you, the guys, because you know, it, it has a ripple. If I way more than a ripple effect, basically, you know, when what somebody says, ah don't go there nobody goes there and the person is out of business so credible developers you know try to manage you know uh, situations like that yes development here in nigeria i have to be honest too i'm a developer right um it's a tough one really from getting papers to um uh, you know approvals to ammonile issues to and it's quite it's quite it's disheartening because the government can do almost nothing about it. And yeah, you know, I think I think that's what it is, right? It's just that lack of because there's one thing in the UK, um, yeah. that we, you know, there's that transparency. You can audit through, you can see the record, everything is kind of public information. Yeah. And even if it's not, you can request it and you will get it. Whereas back in Nigeria, as an example, we don't I don't think we have that infrastructure in place. You know, there's not that much record keeping, and even if they were. It's so impossible to get what you need without having to bribe and be delayed and this, yeah, that, and the other. But I'm know. sure things are improving now because, like I said, this was for me, this was so many years ago. Now there's in the you know, internet, there's opportunities to track yeah, people. And check, so I'm sure yeah. that that's different now. Yeah, basically. This has been a real fascinating conversation. So thank you uh, for taking time out of your you know, busy schedule to come and uh, discuss with us. And um, just to give people more opportunity to connect with you what's the best way you know where they can find more information about Novrick Homes and the projects which you're working on and uh, you know how they can get involved yeah so the the easiest way is to go to our Instagram page at Novrick Homes right yeah. you get latest up- updates there and you can also reach out to us there um, okay. also you can go to our website www.novrickhomes.com right www.noverichomes.com so you can check us there or you you can get our contact details um right there on our website you know to reach out to us and you know get it get information 
Uh, you can also reach me directly, personally, right? On my Instagram at Larechi, L-A-N-R-E-C-H-I, at Larechi. So you can reach me there uh, personally. Awesome. We'll put all, all of that in the show notes so that anyone who's listening can, um, can come in touch with you. No, I want my commission. I'm bringing you something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we want the Askaran consultants, people who can, you know, um, help us sell uh, properties. We can definitely have a contract on that, you know, or we can, um, I mean, if you bring in clients, there, there's commissions. And we also have promo offers going on, right, for our, um, our apartment projects and our terrace um, duplexes. If you buy units of it, I'll try though, you know, you get you get a, P- a PS5 or an iPhone 12 as um an incentive. And they're also what? Z- what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? PS3 and an iPhone 5. I want one of the flats. PS5. PS5. He already said okay. if, if the offer is too good to be true, <laughs> run <What>? away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say if, if you sell 10 units of my apartment, uh, I'll give you a flat. Yeah, that's more like it. That's 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 there, right there. Let's have that in print. Yeah, I sell yeah. ten, you give me one. What are you okay. telling me about? No PS five and iPhone. I can get that off the street. You know the funny <laughs> thing. Eh? You know the funny thing. That has been our hottest selling promo. I don't know how that is, honestly. Right. So people get to buy. So we had clients that came to buy because they heard that they can get an iPhone 12 or a PS5. And I'm like, okay, these people can afford this, but they'd ordinarily not go and take their money to buy such expensive phones and all. So, you know, it's like our hottest selling promo right now. People are keen into it. But for consultants, of course, um, we can do um, money, right? So you get commissions on our, on our properties. We pay 3%. On our lands, we pay 15% commissions, right? And we you can accumulate it um to um be able to own a unit right so for example if you bring in um five clients for example we could you can use your commissions to do a deposit for the property and we can lock it down for you and then you can do like a payment plan or until you know you bring in the great number of people and then you own your flat too as well we've done that for one of our one of our consultants who owns a, an apartment with us so just brought in a group of people basically and they all got so I mean, Come on, Dami, let's get working. <laughs> <laughs> let's take it offline now and we can discuss more. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, once again, uh, Noah, thank you. We hope that it's been really useful for our listeners, um, especially those who are Africans in the diaspora and, you know, bringing you credible um, investment potential opportunities in nigeria so um can i just put this can i just put it out there so uh we're also expanding our tenants right um we're we're going into ghana um we'll have a partnership with um a top developer in ghana to um you know build some apartments in ghana too so ghana is somewhere they struggle i just said i should drop this uh here um we're investing in silicon accra Silicon Accra is a is a tech is a tech city in Ghana, and um, there are major investors there like um, Google, uh, Lamborghini, BMW, and Co. Yeah, you know it's somewhat on the luxury end, but uh, it's something that Nigerians uh, in diaspora too might be looking to um, invest in. So if you want to, you know, share your risk, 
we have projects in Nigeria and in Ghana. We're launching the Ghana project in May by the special grace of God, you know, and the opportunities are there, you know, to to, to spread your risk and, you know, earn more returns. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So we look forward to hearing more about that. So uh, again, Noah, thank you so much. Uh, Bill, it's been another great one. And uh, until next time, ciao for now. Bye. Thank Thank you you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.